Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast. Before we get into it, I wanted to share with you an opportunity for you to unlock your time freedom potential. Now, if you're tired of living relatively paycheck to paycheck, if you're wanting to create financial independence and also have the ability to manage your own time, your own schedule, how good does that sound? You need to check out my new quiz, Unlock Your Time Freedom Potential. It's free and it's designed to help you assess your current situation while discovering ways to increase your income, improve your life, whether that's career or entrepreneurial abilities, and of course, master time management so you can create more time freedom. Check it out. The link is in the description below. And now for this week's episode, honestly, you're going to love it. We speak with guest Katerina, all about the complexities of finding safety and security in different aspects of your life. We're diving into the mindset shifts required. If you are planning on making a transition from traditional employment into entrepreneurship, we're talking about the fears, the doubts, the successes, the personal growth, all of the things. It is such a great conversation and I just love Katerina. Her and I vibe so much, which you will absolutely hear throughout the episode. So without further ado, don't forget to do that quiz, but let's get into it. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Katerina, I am so happy to have you joining us on the Get Confident podcast today because, you know, when we first connected, we just vibed and now I am going to be on your podcast and you are so knowledgeable in the space of entrepreneurship and business. And I was like, well, you have to come be on my podcast. So welcome to the show. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm here. I feel like we've been talking about this for months and months and months. So What I love to do at the beginning of an episode is do a little this or that so we can get to know, you know, just know a little bit about you. So I give you two options and you just have to tell us what option suits you best out of the two. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Night or morning? Like are you a night owl or a morning gal? Morning. Morning. Okay. What time, like, do you have a preferred time that you try to wake up? I wake up at 5.30 and get out of bed at 6.00. Beautiful. Okay, that is nice. What time would you say, like, if you are openly a morning person, does that mean you go to bed quite early? Ah, I go to bed around, I fall asleep around 10. Hmm. It's a pretty good time, I think. Okay, Mm -hmm. beautiful. Would you say you're messy or tidy? Oh, messy, (laughs) but I know where everything is. That's a good one. Okay. (laughs) Messy, but you know where everything is. That makes me think the other day I had um, two, I had one client and then I had one, I guess like associate come in my car for a ride and they both get in and they're like, your car's really tidy. Like this is, this is great. I love not getting into a person's car that's messy, but this is also unnormal because they usually are messy. Is your car messy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But only because I have to drive to the mailbox and I get all those like magazines and ads 
And so I just throw them in the car. And then when I get home, I'm like, oh, I'll come back later for that. And then weeks go by and I have stacks of like mail sitting in the car. So it's messy. <laughs> I would love that because we um, we have a fireplace and it's winter here in New Zealand. So lighting the fire like every day, I need all the paper I can get to get that thing started. <laughs> so I would just love being in the same situation as you. Yet where I live, we get nothing like we don't have a local newspaper we don't get um circulars for like specials in supermarkets or anything so i just have to find my own paper to burn oh i wish i wish they would stop i, I don't get any other mail but like junk mail ads coupons it's no fun <laughs> okay last one for the this or that what would you prefer or what do you prefer a tv series or movies Mm. TV series. Mm -hmm. They last longer. Oh, I like that. Do you have a TV series that you're watching right now? No. <laughs> That's good. That summer lull, you know, where there's no TV series coming out. Mm. Everyone's on summer break over there. Yeah, I'm kind of binging different ones, but I haven't found one that I want to sit down and watch all night. That's true. I just recently restarted watching Schitt's Creek. <gasps> Love it's that. just oh. Yeah, it's just a feel good. It's something you can watch while you're doing other things. And yeah. um, I have been re-binging it, I would say. And so I'm very close to the end already. <laughs> but they're such short episodes. I don't feel guilty for it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think I've watched that one five times. Funny story, I had to have dental work done and they have TVs on the ceiling. So when you're laying back, you can watch the TV. And I, they were like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, Shit's Creek. I won't know what you're doing in, in my mouth if I'm just watching, binge watching Shit's Creek. I'll just be in la la land. <laughs> but how awkward though, if you're, you know, you're with the dentist, your mouth's wide open, they're doing their thing and then you crack up laughing at whatever you hear on the TV. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure my dentist would have got mad. I didn't do that, but yes. <laughs> I wanted to I mean, the giggles. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Spit, flying everywhere, <laughs> spinning out all the utensils all over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I've never here in New Zealand, I have never gone to a dentist or even an orthodontist from when I had braces that has a TV. One of my friends here in New Zealand has that when she goes to her orthodontist, they have a TV that they just put on. But yeah, I've never experienced it. So must be you know common in some areas and not common in other areas but um that's very cool prefer tv shows over movies because they last longer i so mm -hmm. get that now i feel like you know we know a little bit more about you why don't you tell us like who you are whereabouts your base like and what what brings you joy in your life yeah so i am I live in Austin, Texas. I have been a mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs for seven years. Um, I love what I do. I'm also a massage therapist. I had um, two massage and wellness businesses, successful businesses that I closed down after COVID. Um, and I, you know, I spent a long time not enjoying my life or finding much joy in it. And so I have spent a lot of time finding joy in the present as opposed to waiting for things to happen, which is the old me was like, I can't be happy until I have the 
X amount of money or this job or this success or the husband, the family, the house. Um, and now I find joy sitting outside in the backyard in my rocking chair, watching my dog, petting my dog, binge watching TV shows. Um, you know, I, I take my dog to the acupuncturist every other week for his cancer. And that is the best road trip ever. I, you know, play the music really loud. The bed is really nice. Like I find joy in the little things mm -hmm. as opposed to waiting for the big results. That is so beautiful. And I love that you support female entrepreneurs. And in terms of this podcast, most of the people who listen are working, they're employed, but I know that they are open to what it might look like or feel like to get on um, the entrepreneurial journey and start their their first business. Or maybe they've the you know, been thinking about it for a really long time and never actually done anything with it. And so as you and I have been connecting and chatting, I thought, you know, it would be amazing to have you speak to the mindset of becoming an entrepreneur. And I know that, you know, you said you've had two, two massage therapist businesses before um, or alongside your coaching. And so really curious, there is a specific mindset mm -hmm. when it comes to not only being an entrepreneur, but also transitioning into becoming an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. What would, yeah, what would you say are some of those, um, I guess, top line themes or transitions in terms of mindset that are needed when you're wanting to change to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, there's a lot of shifts that have to change, right? <laughs> I think the one thing to recognize with your, when you're in a nine to five, like when you go to and you apply for a job, there's a job description. And usually it's like, okay, you went to school for this or you have experience in this, you go and they give you a job description. And when you go in for the interview, you know exactly what skills match up, what mm -hmm. you're going in and interviewing for. You get the job, you know, what days a week you're working, when you have off, how much you're going to make, when your paychecks are going to come. So you have this like, okay, these are the skills I'm going to use. And so you go in and you use those skills and you start to identify this is this is the skills I have. This is who I am. I am this. Person. Like for me, I was a nonprofit fundraiser for 16 years. So oh. for the longest time, that was the hat. Even when I was building my massage business, I, I was afraid to talk about the massage business because my hat was nonprofit fundraising, event planning. That's all I know. Those were my skills. Mm -hmm. And so you have those and there's a drastic difference when you go from somebody telling you what to do, when to show up, what your paycheck's going to be, all of that, to now you're out on your own without a job description. You have no idea when the money's going to flow in. And can you even take a vacation? Is how can you have health insurance? Um, all you know, like how often do you have to show up? I think we also lose sight when we're in a job. Like we're told what to do, but we don't necessarily have to worry when the outcome happens because we're part of a cog, right? The big cog. Mm -hmm. We're in as an entrepreneur you're worried about the timeline. When is the money going to come in? When am I going to have customers? When are people coming to my website? When are people showing up for my videos or my, my classes? So all of a sudden you're worried, like it's, it's on you. It's, it's your creation. Mm -hmm. And so I, I always think of it as people step up, they're on a cliff, they're, they're on the edge, right. And they're on this side of the, the cliff mm -hmm. and they're 
in that corporate job, everything they know, this is my identity. This is all the things I know. I have all the evidence here. Then there's the, the, the cliff. There's nothing, right? There's nothing there. And then mm. on the other side is where you're going. And it looks mm. like that where you're successful and you have the money and you know when the clients are coming and all that. It looks like there's no, there's no bridge. There's nothing mm. there. And the first thing that happens, people are like, I can't do it because I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And they, they haven't been that person yet. And their mm-hmm. their mind and their nervous system is like, whoa, 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 not safe. Uh, I don't see the evidence. I don't mm-hmm. know when the money's coming in. You've never used those skills before. That's, I don't know who you think you are. You're not qualified to do that. Um, you've never had a business. You've never set up a website. You've never used Instagram. You've never, you know, I have all the proof that it's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that stops people is, you know, some people think it's the fear of failure. I think it's the one, the fear of change, the mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, which masks itself as fear of failure, right? Because the brain is like, you're going to fail. I don't have the proof. Let me prove, let me show you the evidence that you're going to fail. And they make it mm. up, making it up. But it's uh, fear of success is another one because how huge, I don't know how my, who I'm going to be. I, I have never mm-hmm. been that person. I don't know how people are going to react to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know yet if people want to buy from me. I don't know if people are going to see value. I have no proof in it. What if people don't like who I become? What if people don't like that version of me? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really all comes down to the fact that we are not trained, I guess, or a nurture. We don't, we're not taught to nurture all of our gifts. We're taught to focus on specific qualities to meet specific. I am this person as a, a when I'm married. I'm this person in my job. I'm this mm-hmm. person when I do these things, yet we have such a breadth of skill. And I think that nudge you have when you're in the nine to five, that's like, I I really would love to take this passion and do something with it. I'd really, I think we've never been, it, it's a nudge, it's a passion, but we've, we haven't been taught to nurture that and see the value in it. Because mm-hmm. for us, the value is only in, you know, we're in the nine to five world, the values and the skills that you're getting paid to use. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been, say you're, you become a yoga instructor, but your job was an accountant, right? Like you haven't yet been paid to be a yoga instructor. You ha- That's not the identity. You know what I mean? You, there's a, yeah. then when you become an entrepreneur, there tends to be this, like, uh, this, this doubt or this like um lack of confidence in the mm-hmm. qualifications you have mm-hmm. something that you're passionate about but haven't yet had proof that there was a value to it does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i've i've felt that and also that's exactly the motto that i share and like so when when people feel that way and they have that doubt they don't have that confidence yet and we've you've just identified lots of different mindset shifts that need to happen. What is the the first step to, to making those mindset shifts? So before, maybe before we actually go and start the thing or put it out there, is there anything that needs to happen before that? Or is that the first step in getting some proof, creating some validation for yourself, for the doubts in your mind, 
in order to actually um, create that change and that mindset that's needed to keep moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, after all the years, my own experience and the clients I've worked with and being in the entrepreneurial space, you know, people, I say go for your dream, right? Go for it. But I'm of the mindset <laughs> of if I could go back and I could do it mm -hmm. over again, mm -hmm. I would really nurture those qualifications. Like I would say, okay, I want to be a coach. And I went to school, I did a year long program mm -hmm. and I got out and they're like, okay, go start your business. Mm -hmm. I honestly wish before I went out and you know, was like, okay, somebody pay me for this is really focus on my qualifications, whether, you know, mm -hmm. doing it for free, things mm -hmm. like that, where it's not necessarily about what somebody's going to pay you for it. It's really mm -hmm. about finding the confidence, but also I think it's not just the confidence in what your, your passion is or what you, what that qualification or what that business you want to build, right. That those skills, the knowledge, mm. I think finding the confidence, but also finding the value in it without, and the success in it, like feel successful doing it without being paid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feel so good in what you're doing without needing the validation that somebody pays you for it. Because when you can be like, oh my gosh, I'm a really good yoga instructor. I'm a really good copywriter. I'm a really good interior decorator. As soon as you start the business, as soon as you go out there and you market yourself, that's the energy that's mm. standing. And people are like, oh, she knows what she's doing. But it's it's a longer journey if you start off with like, I don't think I'm good enough. Mm. You're always going to have imposter syndrome because as you grow as an entrepreneur, you're going to enhance new, you can try new skills, try new oh, things. Totally. Everybody's going to go, wait, <laughs> we didn't do this. We've never done that. Wait, you're starting a podcast? Like, you've never done that before, right? Like, that's always going to be there. But mm -hmm. the initial thing, that first initial offer that you have, that service you're going to provide, the product you're going to provide, believe, like, do everything you have to do to so believe in it. Because mm -hmm. once you believe in it, your business is going to be easier because you can talk about it all day. You, you, you know, you're just going to help people. You're not going to be like, I'm going to put it out there. Wait, no, no, no. I'm not so sure I'm good enough. Oh, wait. You know, mm -hmm. like you have to go back and forth and vacillate between I'm good enough, not good enough. I don't like it. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. I need more. Maybe I don't have enough. You know, you can just have a little bit more confidence in it. And then you're yeah. not going to like stop yourself or quit or quit and start again. Mm, okay. So do the first step is like, do whatever you can to get to that point where you believe in the skills that you have to offer, that you plan on offering or utilizing as part of your business. So that, you know, can look like um, offering say free sessions or free services or free whatever to then really validate for yourself actually I'm I am good at this and you know maybe I'm getting some testimonials or I'm getting really positive comments and that builds up and that's exactly what I always say to people is that you don't get confident and then that gives you like once you have the confidence then you go do the thing you yeah. get confident by doing the thing like you just have to like you say kind of 
persevere or push through and 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 have that positive self-talk or um in a way like re re parenting yourself or continuing to parent yourself just by being positive and affirming hey I I know this is scary I've never done this before but I'm going to get one client or one customer and then that's going to make me feel a little bit better and so on and so forth okay cool I think that is that's awesome what about the the safety because that is a massive part of this, right? You, you, we've already identified you have your identity tied into your current career, your current job. You have made that who you are. And now you're on this side of the cliff because you've got this, this fire that's starting to burn in your gut. You feel like you're meant for something more, something different. And then you can't quite figure out the roadmap yet, or you don't have the full how yet. You've started working on building that confidence, putting, you know, getting some clients or customers um, for, for free, just helping you to build that validation within yourself. But now you've still got the security piece mm-hmm. that you need to, uh, in a way, build or um, fix because when it comes to this vision of leaving your job one day, which is a process, it doesn't, it doesn't happen straight away. It doesn't have to happen straight away. You can do both and transition kind of simultaneously, but there does still need to be that element of safety for you to even consider making it a reality. Mm -hmm. What do you think needs to happen in order to create that safety around becoming an entrepreneur or stepping into this business instead of your employment. Yeah. So I, I think, I think the one thing to know about yourself is what everybody feels safe with different things, right? I remember working with uh, entrepreneurs in the beginning of, um, of my coaching and every person I met was like, they were so worried about health insurance. Like that didn't matter. They weren't worried about the money yet. They were like, I can't because of health insurance. Mm-hmm. And I remember early on, I didn't understand it. I was like, so wait, you can't go after your dream because you think you can't find health insurance somewhere else. And then I started to realize that everybody finds safety in different things, right? For some mm-hmm. people, it's like, I can't quit my job because of health insurance. I can't quit my job because then I won't have a pension. I can't quit my job. So know what what makes you feel safe and what doesn't. I remember when I moved, I quit my job, my nine to five job in New York and I moved down to Austin. Mm-hmm. I was making $10 an hour working the front desk at a spa, which wasn't enough to even cover my rent. And I just said to myself, the worst comes to worse, worst comes to worse. I'll just, my safety, the safety net I created in my head was like, I can go a street across the street to HEB, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. and get I can go get my TABC license and become a waitress. I can go and I can uh, work at Starbucks if I needed to, right? Like I had to mentally say to myself, my safety doesn't have to come from the business I create. Mm-hmm. Just like safety doesn't necessarily have to come from the job, the nine to five job you have, right? It can come from anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. It can come from the fact like, okay, I want to start my business. I want to jump in, but I'm going to get a part-time job that'll mm-hmm. give me the benefits or that will give mm-hmm. me the money or will give me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be, you know, that you don't fully go into your business. You do your business, but then you work part-time doing the same thing for somebody else. So you're mm-hmm. still doing skills. And then, you know, you're teaching yoga at somebody else's yoga studio while you're building up your own clientele. 
right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like, and I, I know there's a messaging out in the entrepreneurial world, go all in and you're only successful if you're, you know, all in, whatever. For me, it's no, it's you do what you have to do. Nobody's judging what you do. I think that's the first thing to understand. Like you having, you being full-time in your entrepreneurial business does not mean anything, right? Like it just mm -hmm. means you're full -time in your entrepreneurial business. It does also doesn't mean anything if you're not full-time in your in your business and you're mm -hmm. dabbling and like driving for Lyft and you're doing other things, mm -hmm. you have to do to give yourself that, that invisible bridge that you're looking for, right? That like that safety net that like mm -hmm. there's something underneath my feet, get that net that's going to catch me <laughs> mm -hmm. if I fall, there's something there until, until you build up your confidence. But if you jump all in, and you put that pressure on your business to be all things, to you know, cover your corporate salary, give you the help. Oh my gosh! You know, you know what I mean. Like if you're you, what's going to happen is you're. This is, I can go all day on this topic, but like I love it. You're running away from something, or you're doing something because you you need it to protect you. You need it to provide you something. You're putting all that pressure on somebody. It's kind of like being in a relationship. If you're in a relationship mm -hmm. and you're like, my spouse needs to be able to support me and needs to do all these things. And I'm just going to latch on to that person. Like that relationship's probably not going to last. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but same thing in the your I see business as it's a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Your business is there to support you, but it's also there to bring you joy, right? Your business is there to be a part of your life and a part of your purpose and a part of something that brings you fulfillment. But if you're putting the pressure on your clients, I need clients to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. It's not a good energy when you're out there marketing, like I'm desperate, <laughs> like, like it's like stamping that energy on it. And people are like, why don't I want to hire her? She seems kind of desperate. Like mm -hmm. I'm you know, kind of scared of how much pressure she's putting. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. people feel that mm -hmm. um, your business is going to feel it, feel it. And you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to kind of grab anything. That's the quick fix. I'm going to do it this way. Cause it's quick fix. I'm going to do this way. I'm going to look at everybody else for their strategies. And all of a sudden totally. you know, business patched together that doesn't feel right is so hard for you. It's not necessarily aligned for you, aligned for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to support you at the same time. Agreed. I literally have a client right now who, um, was talking to me about some of the different marketing things um, that she's doing in her business. And she just felt really like that. She felt really off as she was talking about them. And I turned around to her and I said, why, why are you doing those things? She's like, oh, I just thought that I had to. And I was like, you don't have to do shit. Like, this is your business. Do what you want. Do what aligns with you. Do what feels good to you. Um, that there, there is so much goodness in what you just shared. And I think as New Zealanders over on, you know, this part of the earth where we are, health insurance as part of employment isn't even a thing. Like, I think we're, we're very lucky or um, very privileged that our a lot of our health costs are covered, I think, as part of our rates, you know, for, or as part of our taxes even. Um, and nice. so that, yeah, we're, we're very lucky, you know. So that, that insurance piece um, isn't a huge part of it. And then I'm, I'm possibly um, your 401k, like our version of that is called KiwiSaver. And 
employers do contribute. They match what you as an as an employee contribute, which is great. But also, I I don't like in conversations I've had with people that hasn't really been a big deterrent of like, oh, but I want an employee. I need an employer to contribute that three percent into my KiwiSaver. Um, Maybe that's because our culture doesn't really um, think too much about retirement and <laughs> it's why the economy is a little bit screwed up because <laughs> people are getting older and having to rely on the government to, to help them out. That's not personally how I think, but just thinking of, you know, conversations I've had with some people. So we're very lucky on that that um, healthcare side of things yeah. that for the most part, it is pretty easily accessible for us here in New Zealand. And for me, when you talk about, you know, safety being different for everybody, my safety was knowing that I had six months worth of bills in mm-hmm. my savings. Yeah. And so when you said about the pressure of making our business cover the salary that we were on in our employment before we went full time, that so is not healthy. And for me, what I did is I, you know, took the the budget that I had as a full-time employed person and I minimized it as much as possible. I think I probably got rid of like 40% worth of expenses. And then that's also including savings and emergency funds. I just decided and committed, okay, Janelle, you for, you're going to give yourself, let's say 12 months, let's even say two years of not expecting yourself to save and expecting uh, that you're going to be able to progress financially from this income. Like right now, my investment is actually in growing my business. Mm -hmm. So I only ever take out of my business. I only ever pay myself from my business, the dollar, like down to the dollar of what my bills are each, each fortnight. And then everything that's left goes back. Like I full gave myself full permission. Everything that's left goes back into the business to help grow it, whether that's, you know, marketing costs, networking, mm-hmm. um, putting together a new website or whatever. It's like the those funds are there rather than trying to build this business, trying to build your baby and still expecting yourself to take from it to then top up your savings. I'm like, yeah. I would rather pay now, invest into my yeah. business now, so I can play later. Yeah. You know, and invest and grow people, it now. People mm. not being able to invest in their business because they're like, well, I don't have the budget at all. And I'm like, okay, go backwards, right? Fine, mm. go build up the budget because exactly mm. you're going to, so many people like, I wish I could build a website, but I don't have the funds. I wish I don't have, I have to wait till money comes in beforehand. Mm. And mm-hmm. like, yes, but also- if you're also paying yourself, right? If you're paying everything from the money you're taking in the business and then you don't have extra to invest back in the business, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle to grow the business because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to invest in the systems that are going to make it mm-hmm. easier for you to grow mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things that you probably mm-hmm. inside want to because it's fun for you and you're loving your business <laughs> and you want to do more with it. And you're like, I want, I want to do this because, but Oh, I can't mm-hmm. because all of the money I make is going to pay my bills. And I think exactly. that's permission. I I went back. So I had my two massage and wellness businesses mm-hmm. and I had my coaching business. And the one mm-hmm. for I had one, I I let go of the one massage business. I, st- I started my own and then COVID happened. And I was yes. fully booked out. I was gonna grow the business, hire more people. Instead, I closed it. 
And eventually, I was putting so much pressure on the coaching business then to make up all that revenue loss. And I decided to go back. I work part time at a spa. And it's been interesting because I did it one because when COVID hit here, I didn't spend any money. Like I, I, it was just, I had a lot of bills add up. I had medical yeah. bills, an appendectomy I had that, you know, mm-hmm. were adding up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to take the pressure off my coaching business. I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. And it was actually mm-hmm. great because I'm like, oh, wait, I get to be multi-passionate. I get to totally. And do massage, and I love massage. I wound up getting promoted, which I never expected. Now I get to train the staff. I get to do all this stuff that I've, I never thought I was qualified to do. Mm-hmm. And I get to do both. And mm-hmm. that brings in money to support me. And then my coaching business gets to be this passion that I fuel without the pressure mm-hmm. of like, I need more clients. I need X amount of clients to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. No, as many clients as I get, great. I nurture them and I get to build it with a stronger foundation than before of being like, I got to grow it right now. I'll throw everything. I'll try everything in order to get the clients. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, I get to do it my way and build the mm-hmm. foundation. And I think there is no right or wrong. If you go all into your business and then you decide you need a part-time job because mm-hmm. it's not go, you know, not growing as fast, there's nothing wrong with going. There's nothing wrong with going back to a full-time job. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. any decision you make to make you feel happy, supported, safe, mm-hmm. abundant, mm-hmm. joyful, all of that. Mm-hmm. I think the the key distinction there is that it's all about making a decision, mm-hmm. right? You just have to decide. There, there is no one right path. And I think that is the hardest part for people is, is the what ifs, the fears and the doubts and the I need, like you almost need a, a guarantee that it's going to work, but life doesn't work that way. And we know it. We just have to make a freaking decision and back it, like do everything you can once you've made that decision. You know, I knew, I decided, okay, well, if I'm leaving my full-time job, and I am starting this business. I'm going to do everything I can to make this business work. Like I do, it's not even about not wanting to fail. It's about like believing wholeheartedly in the mission and the vision that I'm trying to create that I have to give it my all. And if then it fails, well, at least I know I gave it everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about making that decision, you know, what are yeah. you, what are you committing to? Are you committing to staying an employee because you're scared? Fine. Do that. That's cool. Be a great employee. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But you can also commit to making your dream come true, whether that looks like having six months worth of savings that you can survive off and reinvest every dollar you earn back in, knowing that you're not at all taking out. That's my path. Mm-hmm. Or the path of having part-time employment and having a couple of different services that you offer that you're, you know, testing and validating. Like, just have a think, see what feels good for you, right? And make a decision. And, you know, nothing wrong with starting it as a side hustle. I'm all for that. I remember when I started my first massage and wellness business, I worked five days a week, 40 hours a week. And then me and my business partner, I did Saturday evenings, Sunday mornings. I also did Monday evenings and Wednesday evenings. She did Tuesday. So we were constantly, I would go from work, I'd come home, feed the dog, eat dinner. Then I would go get massages on Monday nights and I would work for six to nine. And I built that. And then I was like, okay, 
I can't grow anymore, but we're booked out all those hours that I am there. So then I quit my nine to five. I got a part-time mm -hmm. job writing grants for a animal shelter. Mm -hmm. So I only worked there maybe eight hours a week, mm -hmm. made my, made some money and then added more hours doing massage. And eventually mm -hmm. I could quit that, but mm -hmm. it's okay for it to be a side hustle first. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll learn how to, you know, organize your time, structure your time so that you can fit in pockets. And then what's mm -hmm. the great thing about that is you then train yourself to build your business on less hours because mm -hmm. you only have so many hours. And so you're training yourself to have time freedom and be efficient and do it in a way that's easy because mm -hmm. you only have certain hours. If you're working a nine to five, you, you're like, okay, I only have Monday nights, these, I have kids, right? And the glory, the, the good thing about that is that like you have to be super efficient. You have to decide what the money, the revenue generating activities are, what feels mm -hmm. good for you, what's going to be easy, what you can do in snippets of time. Mm -hmm. And then when you're finally financially able to quit your job, you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> I can do this on 15 hours a week or 20 hours a week, which means then you have more time to expand and grow. Absolutely. You spoke near the beginning about the the fear of success. Mm -hmm. And I'm really keen to, I guess, dive into that a little bit because that is something that is so real. That is something that I experienced. That is something that my clients experienced that I work through them with. Um, and I know somebody listening has that fear of success. Maybe they didn't know it, but now that we're going through all this stuff, they're like, well, actually... That's me. <laughs> I am scared of succeeding. So can you tell us, like, go into the sphere of success? What What is that? And how can we begin or take the first steps to no longer be fearful of success? Yeah, I think fear of failure and fear of success, there's like this very fine line that separates them. And a lot of mm -hmm. people that think they have a fear of failure actually have a fear of success when we coach through it. Mm -hmm. And I, I would probably say about 99% of the clients I work with that are like, I'm so afraid to fail. Actually, it's we get into and it's like, oh my God, they're afraid of actually succeeding and having what they desire. Mm -hmm. And I think like, yes, people are more fear of judgment than failure right? Because mm -hmm. people already, if you think about it this way, you already know what it's like not to have what you want, that dream on your heart, because you're not living it now. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of already in the back of your head know what it's like not to have it. And even if you have it for a minute, you know where you're going back to. But fear of success is you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know that version of you. And if you think of lottery winners, the people that win like hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you read an article like they're bankrupt. And you're like, yeah. in your brain, you're like, well, how? How mm -hmm. is it remotely possible that these people that had $400 million have nothing now? And it's it really has to do with our mind, but our body as well, right? If mm -hmm. we cannot, if we cannot envision ourselves having it, if we think we're not deserving of it, all of that. When you finally have it, your body and mind freak out because they're like, whoa, 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 we don't we don't know who we are when we have this success, when we have the money in the bank, when people actually want to work with us, when things are actually going our way, when I'm not struggling like it. I know the version of me that struggled. I know the version of me that wanted something and was going out after it. I know the version of me that 
wasn't using these skills. I have a version of me that people didn't even know who I was. And now you step into this new version of you that you didn't prepare for. You didn't get to know her yet. Mm. And so you're, that safety, that that warning system in you is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can anticipate, we're anticipating nobody's going to like this new version of you because we don't, mm. we don't know how to relate to this new version of you. Uh, we don't know what to do with this money in the bank. Is it safe to have it? We've never had it. We should get rid of it because we know what it's like not to have it. And now we have it. And that means we can buy things that we want, but we've never been able to have. And like, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Can I deserve that much? Can it mm. be that easy? Can can I, because if your body is so used to being in that stress state, that like mm. anxiety state all the time or the unhappy state, I don't have, this isn't what I want. And all of a sudden you have it like, it's a shock to your system. And so the way I coach clients is all about the becoming process and the evolution. It's not mm. about the destination. It's about yeah. who you're becoming. And the first exercise I always work on with clients is getting to know her. Mm. Who is she? How does she feel? What are the thoughts that she leads with every day? What does she believe every day? What actions does she take every day? And because that future version of you, she's or, she already has it. She's happy mm -hmm. with it. She mm -hmm. is living it up. She's showing up. She knows she deserves it. So getting to know that version and mm -hmm. then creating the actions, basically leading yourself every day as if you were her, mm -hmm. you deeply connect to all of that, right? So you're making decisions as if you have clients coming to you, right? So mm -hmm. what does that feel like? What What are you believing? I believe that people want to work with me. I believe mm -hmm. that they want to pay me. I believe that I can have this money, you know, like, and so it's really getting to know that future version of you. And some people don't, we're so, as I think we're taught as a society, it's like you have a goal, but you're really focused on where you are now and taking steps there. And I always think you go backwards. Mm. What you want, but who you are when you have it. And then how do you become that person? So it's not mm -hmm. necessarily about what you have. It's mm -hmm. who you are when you have it. Mm -hmm. Who you are when you have it, when you become that person, you then have it, right? Because, yeah. and so- Fear of success, the way you get over that, the way you work through it is to really be present in the evolution of becoming that person, not necessarily keep thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally about like what you're doing each moment to become her. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to necessarily worry about the success because you're so present in the evolution and you're present in the little things that are happening now, the little successes you're happening that are happening now, because that big thing that you want no matter who you are, you don't get it overnight, right? It's a series of things that changed and shifts, beliefs that had to change, right? Mm -hmm. uh, actions you had to take, things you had to learn, things you had to learn mm -hmm. about yourself, things you had to learn the hard way. <laughs> by mm -hmm. It's a big, it's a process. So when you stay focused on, see it as a becoming process, see it as an mm -hmm. evolution not judge mm -hmm. everything you do by the outcome, but just see it as it's working. I, it, you kind of detach yourself from, from always thinking of the outcome and then being mm -hmm. like, 
anticipating that anticipation kind of where you kind of trigger your whole nervous system. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, everything you've just said, like I've just been scribbling down little notes for myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is such a a nice reminder that no matter where you are, you know, if you're a a career person and you're happy for being employed, this still works for you too, because no doubt you have a vision of where you want to be, the type of life you want to live, um, whether that has something to do with your work or not, just your life as a whole reminding us of that process of the becoming of the journey is so powerful because it is like even for me it is really easy to get caught up in the process to get caught up in sorry in the in the outcome or you know I'm doing all the things and blah 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 it's like well actually are you doing all that you can to become that person who is worthy of that who believes that she deserves that who can um like energetically create that who can actually manifest that you know and and do the action steps to make it happen it is such a a beautiful reminder so thank you I think that is very helpful and I I think everything that we've spoken about today is is really powerful today is definitely an episode that you should listen to multiple times and if you weren't taking notes you definitely have to listen again and take some notes (laughs) yes yes yeah. And now, you know, what? if you are in a nine to five job, you know, I actually learned the becoming process from my nine to five job. I had a title and then the person in front of me left the person above me and I started to do the, her job, but I still had the lower title and the lower salary. And finally I said to my boss, I said, I said, I I'm doing the work and it came time. And she's like, well, you know, you have to prove yourself. And then it came time to review the reviews and you had a self review or something like that. I don't remember. And I remember the review though, as she said, like you're in this title, you have to prove yourself. But the performance review was for the upper level that I wasn't at yet. And I said, well, why are you reviewing, doing a review performance review on a title? I don't have And like, well, cause you want to get there and you have to prove that you've become her. And I was so mad. I was like, I deserve that raise. I deserve a title. Like, but you're saying, and and now I get it, right? There Mm. are things you have to do. Like, even if you want to get married and be in a relationship, well, who are you in the relationship? A lot Mm. of people don't realize that they're not ready for a relationship, right? They have to work Mm. through stuff. But if you're thinking of like, who is she? How does she feel about herself? How does she want the person to respond to her? Mm -hmm. That's when you become the person that attracts that person that's right for you because you've done the work knowing how you want to be in a relationship. And it's the same thing in business. Who do you want to be mm-hmm. that you're not afraid? Like, I think we worry a lot about if I become an entrepreneur, my family will respond to me differently. But if there's mm-hmm. watching you evolve, if you're not worrying about what they're going to think when you get there, but you mm-hmm. evolve, they're going to watch you evolve. Mm-hmm. They're, they might not like it. But they're going to mm-hmm. watch change in the moment. You're worried about their end result re- reaction, forgetting that mm-hmm. they're probably going to watch you. Your friends and family are going to watch you change and mm-hmm. go through and do things. And so you don't have to worry about how they're going to react to you in the end mm-hmm. because they're only re- reacting in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when I first started talking about leaving my traditional career back you know, when I was 23 in radio, um, my parents did not like it because they were attached to, you know, the safety and security that I had, the identity of who I was. 
they were so against it. But now, like Sunday just gone, my dad came and hung out with us and we talked about business the whole time. And he doesn't really know much about business, but he's so interested and curious. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's amazing to me to, I guess, reflect back on those times where they weren't happy at the idea of me not wanting to be an employee for the rest of my life. And now they, I guess it excites them seeing a different way that someone can live their life. And I'm sure they're still fearful sometimes, but they know that I'm a determined ass person who is not (laughs) going to, is not going to get what I want out of life, you know? And they're probably curious like about your journey, like, oh, what else is she going to do? Like, look what she's accomplished. I think Mm. we think people are reacting and most people react from what they expect you to be as opposed to who you are. Mm -hmm. But there's a curiosity of like, what, what is she doing? Like, okay, they might not have believed you could do it, but (laughs) when you started to do it and you started to prove, kind of prove them wrong without, without the goal being to prove them wrong, then they're like more curious of like, oh, and it then is. they change how they react to you naturally mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. change who you are and mm-hmm. that's a reflection out into the world and then they react mm-hmm. to you differently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had a mentor about this time last year and I was in this place of, I think still, even though I'd stepped into self-employment, I think I was kind of latching on to the the old structure or having someone tell me what's going to work. And I had this mentor and I would have these calls with him and he would try and like tell me what to do and, and advise me. And it just felt so wrong. And it just was, it was not right for me at all. And I got like all kinds of confused. And then I ended up realizing, Janelle, it's because you're not listening to yourself. Like you're taking on too much of somebody else's opinion and blah, blah, blah. I let go of that mentor. The weekend just gone, I went to Auckland for a professional development day, this mentor was in the room too, also participating in the training. And so it was great because we got to meet each other in person. There's obviously still, you know, respect there and he's a very knowledgeable guy, but just wasn't the right guy for me. And we were chatting and he's like, so, so with a concerned look on his face, so how, how are you going? How is your business? You know, have you, have you managed to, to make it work? And I was like, yeah, I'm full time. Like I'm paying myself. I've got all my clients. Like I've actually almost got too much work. It's really, really good. And the look of shock on his face was amazing. And in my mind, I was just like, I, I guess as, as you're talking and as that memory came to my mind, it is kind of a driver to prove people wrong. (laughs) And so like, that's not necessarily healthy. And that's not what I think about. Like I'm doing this to say, screw you, I'll show you. But I do, that is exactly back when I was wanting to leave radio and I had so much disapproval. That was my attitude, my attitude that actually got me through or how I created that safety back then was I'll show you. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll show you, I can do it and I'll help you believe that this is possible for you. Mm, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's amazing where that came from because obviously it wasn't too positive being like, screw you. You don't believe in me. I'll show you. But it's actually, it can be a driving force that ends up being good, you know? Um, yeah. And we never know who we're inspiring. I had a client once, um, she was leaving her nine to five and wanted to go to school to be an esthetician. But her family was very cultural and they were Indian and they didn't believe in her family, didn't really believe in her leaving her nine to five for security reasons, but also the woman's role, all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked through it. I was like, okay, 
you know, we worked through it. I said, what would happen if you talked to them about it? And she talked to them about it and they were kind of like, oh, we're worried. And then afterwards, like she did it. She signed up to go to the school and her mom goes, well, let me go with you. And like the mom went with her to tour the school and like eventually they supported her. And it's like, well, don't get into somebody else's head, but also you might just have to take the steps mm. and you might be, you never know you're, who you're inspiring, who's watching. Mm -hmm. You might, mm -hmm. you might be sitting here going, if I do this, they'll react to me differently or they mm. won't relate or our relationship will change or whatever. But mm. you never know if you're the one that when you do it, they're going to be like, I wonder if I can do this too. I, I just think, how did she do it? Mm -hmm. I just think life is too short to not do something because of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of fear of success is usually around, I'm afraid other people will see me differently. I'm afraid the world will react to me differently. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of those type of things. Mm -hmm. But if you let, yeah, you would never take action if you worried about every, all eight billion people in the world and how they're going to, what they're going to think of every action you take. And yeah. I also think it's the reality and realizing that, um, what would you rather, you know, would you rather, um, get where you're going and, and, or I guess start that journey of your becoming and witness who stays and who goes, but also who new comes in wow. or just sit in that fear you know, yeah. like I'd still rather jump on the walker and make it happen. Yeah, exactly. You never know who's I've met. I mean, I don't know about you, but on my entrepreneurial journey, I've met people I never thought I'd meet. Mm -hmm. I'm in circles I never thought I'd be in. And they've only enriched my life. If I mm -hmm. didn't do this, I was surrounded by people that were never going to challenge what they knew. They were always going to feel like this is what I have to do because this is what you do, right? Like mm -hmm. I was, there weren't people that were ready to grow and explore and challenge and see and evolve and see mm -hmm. and do new things. I mean, mm -hmm. it, even in my, um, my, my part-time job, like that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to be a massage therapist. And me, I'm like, mm, only part-time, you know, like <laughs> I'm not going to work for a spa the rest of my life, but that's what they are. But that's, a lot of them, this is what I'm going to do to retire, right? And for me, I want to be around people that are going to challenge, use my own skills and my own, yeah. Thank you so much, Katerina, for being on the Get Confident podcast today. It has been amazing yes. having you. We have Thank got your links in the description below. So please go follow Katerina, go listen to her podcast. I'm going to be on it very shortly. Can't yes. wait for that to go live. Um, thank you for, for just sharing your time with us. I know that it's quite late over there where you are right now. What time is it? It's six o'clock. Well, okay. That's not too bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason in my mind, I was thinking like 10 PM, 9 PM, but no. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really, yeah. really appreciate your time. Thank you. This was so fun. I appreciate it. Yay. Okay. I'm going to end the recording.